On July 16th, 2020, rapper Logic announced that he's officially retiring from rap and will be releasing his final album, No Pressure, the following week, July 24th. His reason for retiring, at least as far as the post is concerned, is it's been a great decade, now it's time to be a great father. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week I'm going to tell you my problems with Logic. So, Logic got his start in the early 2010s, pretty much right on the heels of Kendrick Lamar and Jake Cole and Drake, like, right after they started getting fairly popular, I'd say. He started out his career with his Young Sinatra tapes, and really got people's attention with the album Under Pressure. Under Pressure dropped in 2014, and many people, including myself, when that album came out, I became a fan. Um, And then I had gone back and actually listened to his Young Sinatra tapes. Cool. Like, it was a really solid album to me, and I feel like it did a really good job of kind of letting me know and other people know what Logic's about and his his life, essentially. Uh, we then get to The Incredible True Story, which was his follow-up album, and it was kind of meant to be like a concept. It wasn't really for me, but it's, I think, a lot of people's favorite Logic album, and I understand totally why that is. And... That's where things started getting weird to me. (laughs) So after The Incredible True Story, he took two years off and came back with the album Everybody. Now, I was pretty excited for this album to come out because that was still when I was like, okay, Logic's cool, like I'll still give him a listen. Like hopefully he returns to Under Pressure and his mixtape days. Cool. That was not the case. And actually, right around that time is kind of when everyone was like, oh, Logic's, uh, what's it called? Logic's hell corny. And, you know, I started to agree with him because, truth be told, he kind of was in a lot of times, or a lot of times he was. Uh, actually, one thing I forgot is he did also release some mixtape album sort of deals uh, in between these albums. So, uh, yeah, right after the incredible true story, he he dropped Bobby Tarantino. And I think I enjoyed this one for the most part. It's been a long time since I listened to it. But the reason I enjoyed it was because it was getting more into just straight rap and it wasn't super conceptual like the incredible true story was meant to be. Uh, it was a little bit more, at least at the time, something easier for me to listen to. And, you know, it was basically him trying to rap rap. And I feel like he did a pretty good job, because for the longest time I actually had that on my... Like, I would listen to that when I would be working out. So, he did a good job of bringing that rap rap energy. Now, 
in yeah when he dropped everybody i don't remember if he said anything that made people think oh he's hella corny or if it was just like they started looking into his lyrics but actually let's see because when he dropped everybody yeah he dropped the track everybody which i wasn't really a big fan of and then he dropped the uh the 1-800-273-8255 song. And that's where things turned a bit sour for me. So, to me, like, having a song that is titled the same phone number as the Suicide Hotline is a pretty big deal. Because people use that or need that number daily. And the fact that he put it as a song title was, oh, okay, cool. He's drawing attention to it. Uh, at least that's what I thought when I first saw that that was the song, song title, I mean. Very quickly upon listening to it, I realized that I wasn't really there for it. Like, it wasn't, like, I understand the reason, and I understand, like, how and, like, why he went for that particular sound. However, in my opinion, which is not everyone else's, I feel that he basically made light of suicide and mental health. And not even light in the sense where, like, you're joking. Because I understand that, too. Like, <laughs> I love to joke about just random issues that I'm dealing with. Because that's just my coping mechanism. But with Logic, he basically made a... Well, it was a pop song, for sure. And it... I don't, I don't know. Like, it to me, it felt really disingenuous. Like, I don't know what's going on in Logic's life or, like, how he is and, like, how he's feeling at that particular time. That's fine. He did, oh, he made a conscious decision to not really, like, I don't know, like, invite us into his life after Under Pressure, as much at least. And that's fine. Like, you're an artist, you get to choose how you... Like, what you put out there for the public to know. That's totally fine. But to me, it just kind of felt... It felt off. And it didn't feel right for him to make a song about suicide. Because, I mean, although it did have benefits, like, there were many people who didn't even know that number existed. And that's great. He drew attention to it. However... Again, it felt too much of like, this is a mental health issue. We're talking about mental health right now. But let's make it poppy. Let's make it popular. Let's try to, let's try to take advantage of people's mental health and make a pop song out of it. Uh, that and the rest, honestly, the rest of the album felt really preachy to me. And it really just left a bad taste in my mouth. 
So I pretty much just kind of swore logic off at that point. Like, I wouldn't... Like, I would still listen to his albums because he is one of those artists that when they drop, you do have to listen to them. Like, he has that much of a buzz. But to me, like, I couldn't go back and really listen to a Logic album. Like, I would even... (laughs) I would even start to avoid him on features, even though he wasn't on very many features, to be completely honest. Uh... Uh, in the just after everybody he dropped the second Bobby Tarantino tape which I don't remember if I enjoyed or not let me see because it's yeah no I don't yeah I don't remember I did not like this one I remember that mostly because this kind of continued the corniness and preachiness from everybody just looking at the track list again the track with Wiz Khalifa, Hindika Badu. It's like, oh my god, Logic, we get it. You smoke weed. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, there are so many, <laughs> so many weed songs you could have gone with. And you chose to make it sound as preachy as possible. And, like, it's the corniest weed song I've ever heard. Like, oh my god. Like, just looking at the track list makes me upset now. (laughs) But that didn't stop him and his fans. Like, he was still very popular at that time. Uh, Later on that year, after Bobby Tarantino 2, he dropped the fourth and, I guess at this point, final Young Sinatra mixtape. Or, I guess this was labeled more more as an album than a mixtape because it got an official release and all that. Uh, Young Sinatra 4, it was good, in my opinion. It was like a return to his under pressure and mixtape and Bobby Tarantino 1 days, where he was just like, just straight rapping um, on a lot of it, not not all of it. And honestly, looking back now, the only, the only track that I really remember myself liking was Wu-Tang Forever. And I guess Everybody Dies in Young Sinatra 4. So maybe I didn't really like it as much as I thought I did. Regardless though, like this... Like him returning to this sort of style kind of reignited my interest in Logic. And it made him a more appealing artist to look at. Like, he basically brought himself back to where I found him, you could say. And then he decided to write a book and released a soundtrack to said book. And I have refused to listen to that soundtrack or read the book because everything I've heard makes it sound like the cringiest thing ever. That brings us to Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which, again, I did not like at all. Like, everything seemed very phoned in, and I think he even mentioned that a lot of it was a freestyle. Which, honestly, now that I think about it, he probably could have just been using as an excuse to make a bad album. Like, he, I don't know, like, he didn't 
put in like the work <laughs> you know what I mean like it felt like he just had these bars and he's like just doing something else <laughs> while he's doing it like it's almost like the free like not the freestyles but like just the random rhymes that I do before the bar for bar weeklies like except I intend for those to be corny and just bad Whereas, I don't think Logic thought these were bad. I think he thought these were really good songs. Um, but that kind of brings us to today. Where he's announced that he's retiring. Uh, back on Thursday of last week. And then, literally today, he apparently signed a deal with Twitch. A seven-figure deal with Twitch. To play video games. After he retires. Which is fine, because, you know, let him live his life. There are some things I have to say about that. And it actually, it does kind of touch on my thoughts about his previous works. Um, like, he he had an interview with The Verge, and basically he said, I'm not this rapper guy. Like, I'm just a nerd, and I love video games. And then he goes on to talk about Twitch. But that really, to me, makes me think, oh, you know how I was saying that he was just, like, doing something and then freestyling for Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? It very well could have been that he was just playing video games and he was just rhyming. <laughs> like, that seems like a pretty normal thing to do for most people. Well... I mean, not most people, but a lot of people are the type of people who are like, oh, I'm playing with my homies, and then start going off. Now, I am personally very happy for him for deciding to retire. And it's, you know, it's a good thing, because, like he said, now it's time to be a great father. There are so many artists out there who don't get this option. Like, you have artists who have have kids, have a family, but they have to keep working. Like, they can't stop music because they haven't reached the point where they're like, I am comfortable retiring. I am done with music, or at least going to cut back on music. Like, there's very few people that can do that. <clears throat> like, obviously we have huge artists like Eminem and Jay-Z and Dr. Dre. Like, they don't need to put out music. Like, they will be totally fine on just, like, royalties and streams. Like, they're going to do fine. And they've made more than enough money. But, like, if you look at pretty much any newer artist, like, like for example, uh, Conway, I think it was Conway, on, it was a feature, I forgot what song it is now, but I, I did a review on it, but, he was featured on a song, I think it was, it might have been Freddie Gibbs' album, um, but basically he was saying, yo, it sucks, like, I have to live this double life, like, I can't be with my family because I got to rap. And I got to rap so I can feed my family. 
it's it's some it's a real struggle for most people I'd say and I don't know I'm like I'm proud of him <laughs> for being able to like be in a position where he's like yeah I can retire for music at least because <laughs> I mean being an artist does come with some drawbacks like especially if you have a family like you can't be with them all the time because you have to go on tour <clears throat> because going on tour is your biggest source of income and then I guess he's I guess he's lucky in the sense that <clears throat> he's a big enough gamer and has a big enough audience that will actually watch him on Twitch so that's probably why Twitch was like oh yeah we'll give you seven figures because he's still going to generate money off of Twitch itself. But he's bringing a huge audience. And I, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, you really, really, you're going to retire and just play video games? Like when you said you were trying to be with your family? But I guess, I don't know. He There's no guarantee that he's going to be like most streamers and stream like, damn near all day. Like, he probably could stream a couple hours a day and be still, you know, just with his family the rest of the day. Because, I mean, for example, like, Murs, he streams damn near every day for like an hour or a few hours, sorry. But he still has a whole ass family. Like, he has like two or three kids (laughs) that he... And like a not a newborn, but like a toddler that you know that takes a lot of work. So he's still able to stream, although that's not really a source of income for him. It's more of like a way for him to connect with fans. It's still you know something that he does with the intention of like this is for my fans. Um, moving back to logic though. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, I'm really happy for him that he's in the position where he feels comfortable enough to be like, yeah, no, I'm I'm done with this rap life. Let me play my video games and be with my family. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, good for him. I still don't care for his music, and I'm going to 100% tear apart his album No Pressure. But, you know, good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean... I guess I don't have as many problems with Logic as I thought I did. I think it's just more that I'm a hater. <laughs> um, actually, one thing that I didn't bring up was... He... Well, him and his, like, management team is kind of shady. It, at least from third-party stories that I've heard. Uh, the biggest one being from Joyner Lucas, who is also the biggest cornball in rap now. After his first album, also. Wow, it's like they're the same biracial person. <laughs> That's actually another thing that I need to talk about. But anyways, because um, Joyner Lucas's album was his phone number. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's like 508 something something. But Joyner Lucas said that 
Logic only wrote the 1-800 song after hearing the track I'm Sorry, which again is another song about suicide. And then also learning that the title of Joyner's album was going to be a phone number. I don't know how true that is, and I think Joyner's over it at this point. Actually, yeah, because they've worked together. But it's still something that it's like, hmm, if that's true, that's kind of messed up. The other thing, it wasn't really explicit, but on... It was on an IDK song, but basically it kind of started off with him <clears throat> saying, Logic's manager told me not to say this, but I did it anyway, on Trigger Happy. Um, I don't know how true that was, but it, I wouldn't put it past him, because honestly, I respect IDK a lot more than Logic. So if, I, if IDK has something to say, I think I'm going to more i'm gonna like believe him more than logic i don't know if that's like a real beef or not though because i think they supposedly work together on the track 495 which has one of my favorite courses ever <laughs> but he it sounds it doesn't sound like it's a logic thing at that point it's more of like a logic management thing anyways the other thing that I started talking about was the fact that he feels the need to basically bring up the fact that he's biracial on damn near every song. And that was another thing that we touched on when we did the review of Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Because he... He took the biracial thing and he's like, what if I was bisexual, basically? And it's like, okay, Logic, those are two different things. Like, okay. I understand the difficulties of being bisexual, or, sorry, <laughs> of being biracial. I understand the issues of being bisexual, too, but that's not what I'm talking about. But... When you're biracial, it's hard to feel like you really fit in in a particular community. Like, because when you look at Logic, he looks like a white man. And, you know, he would probably feel that most people, or like the white community, would be most open to him. Until they, I guess, realize that he is also half black. And then the black community probably wouldn't accept him right away either because he's his appearance is he's a white man. I get that. Like, it's a real struggle. But, I don't know. To me, if you have an entire discography of songs like that, like, that seems like something... I don't know. To me, like, that's the biggest thing that we know about Logic. <laughs> like, outside of what he said on Under Pressure, like, that is the biggest, like, piece of knowledge that we know of Logic, that he is biracial and he is struggling with it. Why we can't get more information about him, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I think that that was really the biggest issue. It's like, he... 
clearly has the ability to tell us about himself. Like, we got on under pressure. But he just keeps telling us that he's biracial and nothing more. So it's just like, alright man, like... I'm cool with a couple songs like this, but when you have... When you mention it on so many songs, like, even if it's not a song specifically about it... Like, oh my god, dude, stop. <laughs> like, it's exhausting. Yeah, I've definitely gotten more calm regarding Logic, because if this was last year, I would have been just yelling. But, you know, it's still, I don't know, like, I am looking forward to his upcoming album, and I have high hopes for it. And I hope it is a return to form that we haven't seen in the last six years. Who knows, though? I mean, we'll find out soon. He's going to be streaming some of his songs on Twitch. I don't know if he meant to do the whole album uh, tomorrow on the 21st. But, you know, I hope it's a good album because I want to have my final major, like, final rap memory of Logic to be a good one. And that's another thing. People never actually retire from rap. That's just... The only one that's really stuck to I'm retired is Joe Budden, and that's because he has a podcast. He has something else to do. He has another creative outlet. Um, But yeah, no, I really want this album to be good. So I guess we'll see by the end of the week. Obviously, a review will be coming about like on that. It might actually drop sooner than normal because I just wanted, I just wanted to tear it apart. It's just, I, I, it just sounds like it'd be really fun to do. <sighs> I think that about wraps up my thoughts. Um, but yeah, in. In conclusion, <laughs> Lottie's retiring, and I wish the best for him. I want him to, you know, enjoy family life. I want him to be there for his kid. <sighs> and I just really hope that this album is good. I'm sure we're going to hear more features from him, and maybe an album eventually. Because, like I said, no one ever really retires from rap. But anyways, let me know in the comments below, because I'm sure there's going to be some Logic fans that are just like, No, Logic's the best! Like, bruh, leave me alone. Like, I don't care. Like, I care enough to make a video about Logic. But, keep your, well, voice your opinions. Just don't come at me for voicing mine. Anyways... Let me know what your thoughts on Logic retiring is and signing to Twitch. And remember to like and subscribe if you want to see more content like this as well. And that's all I got. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And stay safe out there, everyone.